Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Getting into that music right there, I see here on 88.3 WGTs after further review. What, what do you like about that music? It's iconic. It's iconic? Oh, yeah. I mean, you uh, used to be, uh, be you are overlooking Bryant Denny Stadium on the third Saturday of October as the Alabama Crimson Tide take on the Tennessee Volunteers. That's pretty good, Frank. <laughs> yes. And that is, but now it's going to be, uh, he overlooking the horseshoe as Ohio State and Penn State play or something like that because the Big Ten's going to be on CBS next year. That is true, but with this one, iconically, is for David the Man God Harris's NFL and college football winners and losers. Take it away, David. Iconic segment to wrap out 2022, and we'll start with the winners. And now Frank will get into this a little bit later, but National Signing Day, congratulations to all these student athletes across the country and across the world even. They're getting a chance to take their talents to the collegiate level. Um, I'll get to this later in my segment talking about death of college recruiting, but I guarantee half these people will be transferring out by this time next year. So I guess enjoy the year that you get on this particular campus. So, uh, sticking with the college game, some bowl, crazy bowl games that we've seen so far. Endings have been ridiculous. Uh, last night, in particular, got a chance to watch Pitt and UCLA, which literally went down to the final drive. And so, there are a lot of time, a lot of conversation about do these kids want? You know, we talk about it all the time. Do these bowl games matter? And like for some of these kids, like we saw, like this game is still serious, even for those that said, "Hey, I'm going to the next level, but I want to ride." one more time with these brothers in this locker room and go for it. And we, and we saw that. Now, I don't obviously condone fighting as I don't know how Pitt and UCLA have any kind of beef. Like, that's weird. But, yeah, I, I appreciate that in an era where, where, you know, NCAA came out and said, hey, we're going to revamp this whole bowl thing in the offseason. We get to see teams that are taking these bowl games seriously. That is true. Well, David, you you mentioned teams taking bowl games seriously, and I got I got to bring this up to you. Uh, you we we've talked about how there's been opt outs in the past. Got players say, you know what, I'm opting out. I don't want to risk getting injured because I could lose millions of dollars in the NFL. Bryce Young and Will Anderson in Alabama. Are seemingly going are bucking that trend. They're saying, you know what, we're playing, playing. I know our our season did go the way we wanted to, but hey, you know, well, we they at least have some pride. I mean, you think there's a part of it that says, you know what, uh, God bless you guys. You at least show that you you give a damn. You care about your team. You care about your teammates. But at the same time, 
I can't help but wonder what what do you what if you what if you get seriously hurt and you end up cost yourself health being a first round pick of the draft? Well, I mean, I understand both sides. I can understand not wanting to play in the bowl game, not because you don't you know you don't care about teammates, but you don't want to get embarrassed by someone else that's going to get you know is also going to be in the first round pick, and I'm you know looking at some of the hot state wide receivers. Um, but I think for me, you're just as likely to get hurt, and we've seen this in the past couple of years during your pro day, where you're just doing drills, you're likely to get hurt than an actual bowl game. So for me, if I know that the chances are equal that, hey, I could get hurt doing a cone drill versus going out and like competing with these guys who I've, you know, plus one tears and, you know, winter camps and all throughout the spring and summer. Like, yes, and, and plus injuries happen in whatever sport. Like, you're not exempt just because you set out. For me, like, I understand wanting to protect the bag. But then if you get hurt during the pro day, then it's like, so you, you lose your first round draft pick anyway. And there are teams that would still draft day one, day two with the guy with an injury history. So if you're on the field production, well, like, you'll go. Like we saw this year, Jameson Williams literally just started playing in the NFL three weeks ago. Like, and he tore his ACL. Like, those things happen. But if you're good and your production is shown consistently, they'll find you and they'll draft you and they'll get you in your workout rooms and kind of help with the recovery. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I just, I just, I just kind of find it interesting that both those guys are playing and they're expected to go probably one and two in the NFL draft. And they're, and you and you typically say, you know what, hey, I'm expected to be – First round, the tapes out there on me, hey, and this bowl game, what it doesn't mean anything. It's just you know we can win a nice little nice little trophy. Hey, people are happy. Hey, okay, everybody out. I think that's just the way. That's just the nature of the beast today. Hey, whether whether people like it or not. I mean, at first I wasn't a huge fan of, it, but now you know there's. I actually understand why why they do. And you know what? We'll. I'll see what happens in the Sugar Bowl coming up in about 13 minutes. Yeah, like, you know, some some people want to continue playing, and some people, are, you can tell their sites are NFL, get the money. Whereas some people love the game, they know that the money will come, so they're going to play whenever chance, any chance and every chance that they get. Didn't College Game Day talk about this last year? Well, what's his face? The 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 safety or the quarterback from Georgia? What's his name? Um, Desmond Howard. And then they were talking about how in college there were guys that really loved the game of football, and then there was guys that just liked the clout status. That they they, they, they it was just something I, for them to do. What's David? What is it? Who's Pollock? Uh, Pollock. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, he was a line. Yeah, he was a linebacker at Georgia back yeah, in the day. Back in the day. Well, I guess. When I was a little younger, yeah, and, and and that's what you see nowadays. There's guys out there that just basically, um, uh, don't. They, they, and it's all sports, basketball and football and whatever. That there's people that have a passion for it that are gym rats or field rats, 
and want to play. And then there's guys that are just naturally tan- talented. They barely put the work in, but they they like to do it with the status or the 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 the, um, the clout. And it's getting worse with social media as the day goes by. And and they, and they talked about that last year. I think it was at the Rose Bowl they talked about it, where when you used to play college football back in the day. It was all about the team. It was about the the, the, the the colors and you representing the university. Well, now it's changed to where you, you look at yourself as a brand and an entity, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, if you could make ways to get money and be a brand. But I think people seem to start to learn how can you be a brand along with collaborating with the university? Because really, the university is giving you a platform to showcase your brand. And I think that's where people kind of get messed up with. You know, do I agree with people skipping the bowl game? No, that's why I think bowl games should just be scrapped. If they're going to be doing that now, just just go to a full playoff. So then the kids will stay because now they're telling you these bowl games mean nothing. But obviously, we know ESPN is just did the fill black. Yeah, you're right about that. But the other the other thing, too, I mean, with opt out, the opt outs, guys hitting the portal, I think. This is something that um, I heard Mike Valenti allude to. You're a father figure. But, and I just happened, and you know what? He said it's just so damn true. College football does not have a central governing body. People say, well, it's the NCAA. The NCAA doesn't govern. It's, it's pretty much the Wild West out there mm-hmm. with the portal, NIL. I mean, whether whether you like it or not. That's just how it is. But, I mean, I think, really, you got to have a, somebody, a czar, or somebody who's willing to step and say, okay, here's how it's going to be, and you're either going to abide by it, or if you don't, don't kick rocks and deal with it. True. Keep going, David. Well, all right, as we switch uh, to the pro game, um, playing in the cold, obviously, for those, you know, everyone affected by the windshield, obviously, thoughts go out to those that, you know, traffic lost their lives due to the frigid cold. But for me, as someone who was, you know, not phased by the cold, you know, when it was negative 30, I was, you know, T-shirts, sweatpants, and, you know, boots just, you know, those all, you know for the snow and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not built for this. Don't get on social media and say, oh, these players shouldn't be out in the cold. They shouldn't be playing. They shouldn't be working. Like, granted, you know, some people went too far like working out shirtless, just put on pads and jerseys and all that stuff. Like, I understand that. But geez, though. But to tell these grown men whose profession it is to go and play in these elements, many of them who have played in elements like this before, just because you can't handle the cold doesn't mean that we should play outside you know, you know, we shouldn't play out in the cold. And you know, obviously, we borrow uh, Chris Whittingham from Club um, Card Show Network kind of went out and said, you know, teams in cold weather cities should play in domes or have retractable roofs and enclosed stadiums. Like, come on. Like, everyone played. Like, some of the greatest games that we know of were played in the snow and the elements. Mm-hmm. Like, I love playing in the cold. I think... I think every team should be required to play at least one cold weather game a year. And by cold weather, I mean, you know, starting kickoff temperature 15 or below. Like, 
I know I'm the only one that probably thinks that, but yeah. just a little bit of bad for you from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, last winter, all the teams that clinched playoff berths and near playoff berths, when you expand the playoffs, you, know, you have teams that get in, teams that wait for the final day, teams that need 19 different scenarios to happen for them to get in. Um, so congratulations to all those teams that will probably lose and not make it to the Super Bowl, but that's a good story. Uh, and now that we switch to the losers, sticking in the pro game, Zach Wilson, I'm, I mean, the more and more he plays, the more and more embarrassing I imagine the Jets' ownership and brass are for drafting him. Because he, he just doesn't have it. Like, you, you can tell kind of with everything getting into his head, try to give him a chance. Try to bench him for a couple games to kind of get his mind right. And then when the spotlight is on you, for you to come in, defense basically saying, just don't screw up. Zach Wilson finds new ways to screw up and get benched yet again. Like, I don't know if Zach Wilson should... Obviously, he's he's done with the Jets. Like, it's, I don't, I don't know where he goes. Like, I don't know if there's a team that is willing to pick up Zach Wilson, knowing that from a physically playing the quarterback position, he's broken. Like, not many players come back from this. And if there's a coach out there that can work wonders, great, but. Tell me who that coach is. I don't know. So you're saying not even Bill Belichick could fix him? No, I, if I was the Belichick, I wouldn't touch him with a 30-foot pole. Because, one, he, he doesn't fit the New England culture. Because Zach Wilson wants to talk. And Bill Belichick is like, no one talks. Uh, like, at, at all. Unless you're Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has the clout to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, like, there's there's no coach that I can see in, in the NFL. Now, if he goes Canada, great. I, get, I can see him going to the CFL as a legitimate next step. Because up there, no, no one knows who Zach Wilson is. But, <laughs> well, but they know who he was, especially after he starts playing and running his mouth. It really yeah. depends, it depends where... All I know is that, uh, not to get on a completely different tangent, but I do know that the Calgary Stampeders will be looking for a new starting quarterback. So he can go to he can go to Calgary and uh, he can enjoy himself there. Yeah, like Zach Zach Wilson, you could say is an NFL bust. Two years in, if we could say other players are bust, having done more than yeah, Zach Wilson's a bust. Another player that's pretty much a bust or his time is over in this current location, Derek Carr. Oh, that I was mean, a bad situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I said, what, a month ago now, two months ago, that Josh, you know, Josh McDowell should be fired. I feel like now everyone's blaming Derek Carr for the ineptitude of Josh McDaniel. Mm-hmm. And granted, Derek Carr played crappy. All right. It's, 
20 mile an hour winds and took, I was there. No one should have been thrown in that game at all. And the sequence where, you know, back to back interceptions, hilarious. But yeah, their, their car is struggling. And you would have, it's crazy because when we brought in Devontae, when they brought in Devontae Adams, it was like, boom, here's your quarterback from college, you know, what, clear number one wide receiver. All the pieces are there. Josh Jacobs, top five running back. All you need to do, Derek Carr, is lead us the way. And it's tough to argue whether him or quarterback that we'll get to later is playing the worst in their division. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, a lot of rumors are saying, you know, maybe Derek Carr coming to the Jets. Maybe, but you need someone that's not turnover prone. And Derek Carr is turnover prone. Uh, but the but Devonte Adams came there for him. So now what? Now Devonte Adams, you know, tucks his tail between his legs and hopes that Green Bay will take him back. Because hmm. Devonte Adams can go anywhere in this league. Hmm. Like he's he's a number one at at best a one A for some team. Right. So oh, yeah, is Derek I, Carr's I, career over? In Vegas, yeah. Like there's, there's no coming back at this point. Mm-hmm. He could go somewhere. Well, what about I, New England? He's not going to go to New England. I've, I think he can end up in Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis? <laughs> what about Chicago? I don't think they're going to move on from Justin Fields. I would take Justin Fields over Derek Hart. I just, I was just throwing it out there, just you know, trying to you know rattle the cage. I I could see him in Houston picking Mm -hmm. up the legacy from his brother. Ooh, I don't know. His brother might say, "Nah." I've heard people say San Francisco, but they just take quarterback that they have like thirty quarterbacks on the roster, and none of them, you know. Well, yeah. Well, let's see. Trey Lance, let's stay tug because they didn't like Jimmy G. He died. And then Jimmy G has to come back. You're like, hey, I'm still here. Oh, wait, he died. And then they go with Brock Purdy, who's actually looked competent through a couple games. Well, that's more because, you know, he's a system quarterback and like that. It's that San Francisco system. I've said it before. That's why Christian McCaffrey is so. Oh my gosh, look at Christian McCaffrey. He was going down in Carolina. Like, let's pump the plate. Continue on with the losers. Nate Hackett. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Who got that told, screw you, you're fired. You really get a joy out of people getting fired, don't you? Oh, well, look. But it, it was clear that he was in way over his head. What was it in, in over his head, or was there no talent? He was in over his head. Okay, David, what do you think? I, I think it's 60-40 in over his head because the talent, the talent was there. It was young. Obviously, Russell Wilson not playing up to his caliber that literally everyone thought he would play up to didn't really help. But as a head coach, you need to have control of the organization. And towards the end, we saw you know, there were reports coming out with the fighting and stuff. Like He just 
lost control. Like he had no control over that locker room. And at that point, you have to cut ties. Because mm. between that and then the play calling was still ridiculous. Like, yeah. So it was a complicated reason that he deserved to be fired. And it's hard to say a guy deserves to be fired. Right. Keep going. All right. <clears throat> uh, one final one from the pro game, and this is more NFL Network. Literally everyone is tuning in to watch the Franco Harris Memorial Tribute. And for you bleepholes, to cut the commercial, is a, there's a special place reserved in hell for you at bleepholes. Wow. Like, that was, like <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like, and this is not just me saying it as a Seals fan. It's not the city of Pittsburgh. These are national correspondents saying, like, Sam, if you announce Christmas Eve, obviously, you know, the untimely passing of Frank has before, everyone wants to see this tribute. And you're coming on commercials. There's literally nothing else on. What commercial is more important than a tribute to the orchestrator of what you have declared is the greatest play in that sports history? In the immaculate reception, like, come on, like it, it was bad. It was bad, and it was a bad look. And I hope NFL Network, rightfully so, gets all the shade that they get. Mm-hmm. Because, because that, yeah, that was, that was stupid. I mean, I I didn't happen to get a chance to watch it. I was, at, I'll be honest, David. I had actually. Put the watch a little bit of the Hawaii Bowl because that was on, and I said, you know what, I'll just uh, I'll flip it to NFL Network later, and so I didn't get to watch. I didn't even realize they did that, but shame on the NFL Network. Mm-mm-mm. I know, and also I know you were upset that Franco died, but she was perfectly healthy. They said, and he just passed away suddenly. Yeah, passed away in the sleep. He had actually done an interview the night before, right? I was all, yeah, and talking and everything was fine, and yeah, just. That's why peacefully in his sleep. So unfortunate that it happened, but yeah, just bad look from the NFL Network. Right. And our last loser, not really Drew Brees, but I guess Drew Brees, uh, for those of you that missed reports over the past couple of days, betting in New Jersey had to be stopped, paused because of Drew Brees' relationship with another gambling company and how that could be seen as a conflict of interest. I understand why, but at the same time, everyone's gambling anyway. Mm. Just let it happen. Like, like, I'm reckless speculation, but I'm sure that some of the players are using NL money to gamble. Come on. Like, everyone's gambling on something. True. I'm sure that there are other coaches in NCAA that have deals Maybe not as big as Jupiter's, and maybe not because Jupiter's is a high-profile athlete, so they don't know about it. But everyone's got to deal with somebody. Everyone has an agreement with something. Everyone's betting one way or the other. Like, come on. Like, if if you're going to be obvious about this and understand, like, and second of all, who the bleep is betting on Purdue football other than degenerate gamblers? Right. Like. Have you have you watched Purdue football enough to to where you're confident in betting? Like that's that's more ridiculous than you know 
shutting down gambling. It's like, no. If they want to be idiots and bet on Purdue football, have at it. But, yeah. I mean, David, I'll be honest with you. There may, there may have been a time where I may have thrown a, a little bit on a Purdue game. Hey, on the on BetMGM, but I'm, I'm it's basically like real small wagers I've done. I, I don't. You know, there's probably people that were that threw parlays in over under on the amount of receptions by Chuck Sizzle, <laughs> Charlie Jones. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. it, again. I, yeah, you know what? Sports betting's been legalized. People are gonna do it, and and if you try. It's been, you're basically wasting more time and money trying to stop them from doing it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be where guys are getting involved so deep where it's affecting the outcome of the games. I think it. Uh, there's. A, I think people are gonna at least know to use common sense. I mean, gambling and common sense really don't go together. Um, but like I understand. But yeah, it's just hilarious that he he's already had this. Before, like, I highly doubt that Drew Brees having this business relationship that he's had for a while is going to impact Purdue. Like, Drew Brees is, unless Drew Brees is going to suit up for Purdue Boilermakers, which, I mean, maybe, if they get desperate. Like, he he's not going to have that big of an impact on the game, for me. At least I don't think, but. Is that, oh, what else? And with that, that is it for the winners and losers, the last one of 2022. Nice. Good job, man. Anything else to add, Frank? Uh, no, but I think next we'll get into the all-name team. Okay, we'll get into so that. We're, we're going football heavy today. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good segment there with... They were the man and guy Harris with the winners and losers of the final one. Can you believe we're going into 2023? Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this since 2012. Or was it 11? It's 11 when it was at the main event. With yeah, Jackson. and then I came along in 14. <laughs> right, and then the next year in 15 we changed it to after further review. So we've been doing it going on eight years strong in 2023, actually. Um, actually, actually, the first weekend of that January. Actually, I have the first show somewhere in the vault somewhere. But you're listening to 88.3 WCDs after further review. When we return, the all-name team, this will be interesting. Yeah. 